0: Hey everyone, it's Britt from Tiny Bites. Before we get into this week's episode, just a quick word from this week's sponsor. If you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts and you probably like music too. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one place for free. You don't need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode, download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. I love that for when I'm traveling. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify's integrations with social platforms like Instagram. Just search for Tiny Bites on the Spotify app or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab and follow me so you never miss an episode of Tiny Bites. Spotify is the world's leading music streaming service, and now it can be your go-to for podcasts too. Welcome back to the Tiny Bites podcast. This is episode 34. My name is Britt. I'm a minimalist, a simple living advocate, and a tiny house enthusiast. Since 2014, I've donated, sold, and recycled most of my belongings in favor of a less cluttered life. This podcast, Tiny Bites, explores what it means to live a tiny but wonderful life. I share personal stories about my experience as a minimalist to help others take the plunge everyone I hope you got to enjoy at least some part of the last long weekend of summer Mr. Tia and I went on a wonderful camping slash hiking adventure and it was so lovely you can see part of it on my IGTV channel if you want to check that out I'll be writing something about it for the blog next week so stay tuned for that This week for Tiny Bites, I wanted to talk about an interesting experience I had last week that may have shown me the path to a less stressed and more productive work life. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know where this is going, but if not, let's get into it. So I got to work one day last week and realized I'd forgotten my phone at home. I don't know what I was doing that morning or how the morning had gone, but clearly I already thought I had my phone in my purse. In any case, I didn't. If this had happened to me a couple of years ago, it would have been a full-blown meltdown, but thanks to a lot of work I've done over the last two years, as well as the Bored and Brilliant Challenge I did more recently, which I'll link in the show notes, I didn't freak out, which is why I was surprised to hear the following sentence leave my mouth when talking to a colleague right before lunch. I said, I left my personal phone at home today, so today has been a bit of a struggle, but it really hadn't been. By the end of the day, I realized I had had a more productive day than normal and I didn't feel nearly as exhausted as I normally do at the end of a work day. I work a desk job, so whenever there's a quote-unquote break in the action, like a break between tasks or I'm waiting for my work computer to load Adobe Premiere Pro, which is a legit 5-minute process, I always find myself reaching for my phone to check Twitter or my personal email or to scroll through Instagram. That very benign-seeming check-in with my personal phone seems harmless, but it's been proven that task switching or multitasking like that eats away at our available brain power for the day, little by little. So it's no wonder that by the end of a normal workday, I'm flat out exhausted. Even though I only work a desk job and don't have anything on my plate that is that stressful to cause me to want to nap as soon as I get home, I'm not saving babies or puppies or anything like that. On the day when I forgot my phone, I got home and I had energy. I kid you not, it was the weirdest feeling to come home and not need a nap or a glass of wine. That's my normal routine. By the time I got home, I've put my brain through so much stimulus that it can barely function, so not feeling that for one day was really an eye-opening experience to what my compulsive obsession with technology is doing to my brain as well as to my energy levels. Before I got home, though, I had to make it through my workday with nothing to distract me. What a concept! When I didn't have my personal phone to check every half hour, or more if I'm being honest, I found I was able to get larger chunks of work done before needing an actual break, just to clear my brain and get ready for the next project or meeting. I was also able to think more clearly during the day and had better creative thoughts which is pretty crucial for my job since my job requires part creative and part analytical thinking multiple times a day. I made it through my morning routine feeling pretty jazzed about the whole no phone situation until I got to lunch and realized my routine would be a little bit different. With all the nice weather that we've been having, I've been going for 30 to 40 minute walks at lunch. There's a nice paved nature path around where I work that makes the perfect break for my Uh, computer screen halfway through my day. The problem is, I normally listen to podcasts when I'm walking. No joke, when I realized I'd have to walk solo, I seriously considered keeping my headphones in my ears just for show so no one would try and talk to me, and also so I didn't look out of place. There was part of me that realized that almost everyone who is walking outside during business hours is either on the phone with someone or listening to music or podcasts. It's rare to see someone just walking with no phone or no purse or briefcase and no other stuff. So, part of my brain was feeling pretty self conscious about having to be one of those people. But I just recently started reading The Nature Fix by Florence Williams, which is awesome and I highly recommend it and I'll link to it over the show notes. So I decided to get over myself and go for a walk, unplugged and unencumbered by tech. The route I took was the same as every other walk I've taken around work this summer, but I found I was better able to soak up my surroundings and really notice things. Because I am a nerd, I made a list of things that I noticed on this unplugged walk more than any other walk I'd noticed all summer. So in no particular order, I noticed how delicious the freshly picked raspberries were along the trail, northern Ontario for the wind there. I noticed a squirrel hiding in someone's tonneau cover, how nice the breeze felt, and the sounds of a woodpecker, a crow, and some seagulls, tree branches swaying and groaning in the wind, the feeling of the sun on my face, and a really adorable pudgy groundhog. It was honestly so refreshing to really notice what was going on around me in a way that I could actually enjoy it, because I didn't have stimulus from my phone vying for my brain's attention. This is obviously anecdotal evidence, but I do think I was able to remember the walk more vividly than I normally do. It kind of became more of a walking meditation. Maybe what is more interesting than all of these warm and fuzzy things is the things that didn't magically change just because I didn't have my phone on me. For example, I still got distracted quite a lot during the day, but not by my phone, by my brain. I still lost focus on whatever I was doing because my brain would decide to go on a wonderful tangent that had nothing to do with what I was doing in the moment. That goes to show, in my case at least, that technology isn't wholly responsible for my distracted and unfocused state during the day. Our brain is often referred to as the quote-unquote monkey mind, meaning we are all over the place just letting our brain take us for a ride. If anything, this little accidental experiment showed me my monkey mind still firmly has its grip on me. On the other hand, not having access to my phone during the eight hours when I was at work did have some lovely side benefits. I felt less distracted overall, even with the monkey mind having its way with me. Time also felt like it passed more quickly. The day didn't seem as drawn out as normal. Like I said earlier, I also felt less tired overall, which might be the single greatest side effect of leaving my phone at home. To be able to work for eight hours and then come home and still have energy to actually enjoy hanging out with Mr. TA and the fuzz, as opposed to just being grumpy, was honestly life-changing. I didn't realize how crappy I felt by the end of the day until I came home from my phone-free day and felt honestly pretty great. It might seem weird to think that our phones can have such an impact on our mental state and energy levels, but that's what this accidental experiment has proved for me. That's why, for as long as I can remember, I'm going to bring my personal phone to work with me, but I'm going to leave it tucked away. I don't know how effective it will be compared to actually not having access to it, but I'm hoping out of sight, out of mind will still have a positive impact on me during the course of my workday. So, how do you feel about your technology use? Do you find the amount you use your phone during the day impacts your energy levels or state of mind? Let me know your thoughts in the comments over at tinyambitions.com slash tinybites34 or you can email me at tinyambitionsblog at gmail.com. If you're listening to this on Anchor, hello! You can also call in and let me know. That's it for this week's episodes of Tiny Bites. See you next time!